gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am the Lord. I'm so much crazier. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. citizens and welcome to facing off this is a podcast where we take two bits of entertainment and we compare contrast and rate them usually we do movies this episode we're doing a tv show show. and we are going to loop it into itself and we're going to compare it against itself i am gabe and joined with me as always is nick is nick what's up nick was your first line from the boys, behold citizens, and yeah, well, what was that? First question. No, that, I feel like a superhero would say that. Second question: <laughs> Is it behold, comma, citizens, All, or behold citizens? As if like, look at citizens. It's the second one. Behold. Um, I'm glad that you asked that clarifying question. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thank it's like, you. Look, citizens. And, uh, yeah. Hey. It, yeah. Behold, citizens. So it's uh, the first. Hello, one. citizens. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this is a good superhero episode. Uh, we are also joined by our favorite guest, kind of the third co-host, uh, Layla. Huge fan of the boys. What's up, Layla? You the love boys. Fan. Hi, guys. I love boys. Yeah. As, yeah, as I should. Uh, yeah, we are actually going to have such a fun episode where we break down season two of the boys. Uh, which, you, if you haven't seen, before we get into anything, if you haven't seen it, uh, go watch The Boys. It's on Amazon Prime. This Stop episode. it now. Spend the next eight hours binging The Boys. Yeah. And then, and then immediately after. And then sleep. Yeah. You need to do that. And, and then, then immediately. Eat. You also need to do yeah. that. And then evacuate your bowels. And then immediate, you also need to do that. And then. And then immediately. Oh my God, guys. And then immediately at that point. Listen to this episode. No, no you should watch the second <laughs> season, the next eight Fuck. hours of okay. The Voice. And then immediately listen to this episode. Uh, this is off the rails already. <laughs> Just like the show, which is so fun. It's a great anti-hero show. Uh, we're going to get into that in a second. We do want to clear up some stuff. Kind of treat this as like a sort of mailbag episode. Um, yeah. We've yes. decided to do these uh, kind of maintenance check-in and uh, uh, shorter content <laughs> episodes uh, because we we're feel gonna they engage the fans. We feel that they engage True. the fans. That yeah. was what I was going to uh, say. We're going to engage sort of. you guys so hard. Uh, speaking of fans, <laughs> hey, fans, thank you for writing us pointed, specific critiques of what we do on our podcast because it's important because we want to do better at what we're doing. So that being said, we now understand that we need to contextualize some of the ratings that we give to movies, specifically movies that involve, um, that, that involve female characters that are led by female characters that are made for an audience that is not me and Gabe. Yeah. Because the way that we use our rating scale, the way that we wield that rating scale is not, um, is, is, uh, not fair to, um, to, to movies that have an importance that we are not seeing because we have implicit biases, just like you do and, and everyone else does. So that being said, Gabe, can you, can you 
specify what our rating scale is, why it is the way it is, and and Layla, can you uh, speak a little bit to what I was saying? Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, that's because I, I can't articulate it anymore. No, I, I I get it, and I and I I do think like just to clarify even further, I think that an important thing that we do um, as we go through each category on our episode is that we maybe ask a few more questions. Uh, if we yeah. hold a perspective that isn't shared by everyone else, or if we are leaving out if, a perspective, we, we do when yeah, if when and how um, when we do do that. I think that we should ask follow-up questions. I think it would be really helpful. We yeah. always love having Layla on. We've had some awesome episodes with Holly, uh, Holly Annabelle Brown um, uh, on a few female-driven movies as well. And um, I think that sometimes we may not uh, really appreciate the other perspectives that are being said on the podcast. And maybe we should ask some follow-up questions if we feel any differently about something. Turn it into a discussion-based thing. We're all about the discussions. We're all about the conversations. We're talkative, uh, gift of gab people. Um, <laughs> all the growth. All yeah, the growth. all the growth. Uh, so just to clarify... Uh, we have a weird rating scale, and I feel like we should explain our rating scale a little bit more often than we do. Yeah. Um, it is a cool rating scale, so for anyone who's a hater on it, <laughs> eat a bag of dicks. No, I'm kidding. Numbers um, are cool. If you, if you don't understand it, that makes sense because it's a little strange. So we do a scale with each of our categories. We typically do five categories. Each of the categories, we do one to seven. One being the lowest, four being middle, and seven being the highest. We do that so we have that four as a middle ground. Um, a dead average. Because if, dead you, average. if you, first of all, if we had a one to well, ten very scale, scientific. we'd be very basic because yeah. everyone does that. But also, there's no middle mm -hmm. in one to ten. Middle is 5.5. And we don't want to rate things on a 0.5 scale because then the math becomes slightly more difficult. <coughs> Nerd. We don't have Sorry. time to do math. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just got so bored listening to that conversation. <laughs> exactly. It's because no, 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 that's math more than that works. time. So if I could even further clarify it in, in layman's terms, this is how <laughs> our layman. scale works. One is poor. One is fucking piss poor. Like, if we don't like something <laughs> in a certain category, we're going to give it a one. It's pretty rare to get a one, but it happens. Two is well below average. It just didn't work. It's not quite a one. There's something there that brings it up to a two, but it is well below average uh, for the average type of movie or the type of uh, average type of movie of its kind. Right, and we should say there that generally... I, for for me, when I'm looking at these movies, I'm thinking about all of the movies, every one of the movies, and I'm trying to place the movie that we're talking about within that context. And based on the feedback that we're getting, we need to stop doing that and start thinking about other contexts and being more Definitely. conscientious of that. And I do think there are categories sometimes where we will base it just off of movies in that same genre. But I think we knew we need to be more conscious of that when we're talking about movies as a whole. We need to put it in the proper context when we're talking about it or else things could get a little lost in translation. So uh, to keep going with that scale, three. Uh, three is slightly below average. Not a bad score. Just to clarify, not a bad score, but it is slightly below average. There's something there that doesn't really, it, it feels off. It, it doesn't really quite work. Um, four, average. 
neutral. We like I, we like it, or maybe we don't really have a full opinion about it. But it, it just it works. Doesn't do anything more. Doesn't hurt. Five slightly above average. Getting pretty good here. We're moving it on up. Six well above average. Six is a great score. Sometimes someone will say seven because they're really passionate about something, and another person might say six because they're like, oh, I really do like this about this movie, but it's not quite perfect to me, so I'm going to give it a six. Remember, six, amazing score, well above average, so much better than the average movie of its type. Seven is perfect. It's extraordinary. It's chef's kiss. Ooh, gotta love it with that category. Uh, so that's a little clarification. We should have maybe done that in early episodes and should have talked about that a little bit more. Um, before uh, we move on to some points that Layla wants to bring up, uh, do also want to clarify. Uh, these are just our opinions. We used to do this disclaimer in the first few episodes where we were like, hey, we're not critics. Uh, you can't look us up in the Chicago Sun Times. You're not going to see uh, our opinions there. The, this You're is literally for, not going to see our opinions anywhere. anywhere. Yeah, we just say it on this podcast. <laughs> this is our opinions, and it comes from our own perspective of it. And sometimes when we're talking about a movie, we're not talking about uh, the ideas in the movie. I, I always think about this. Like I, I, I've had arguments with my mom about this and if anyone listens to this show they know that you know i talk about my mom a lot on it because i'm a real mama's boy and she's gonna be on soon um but i always talk about this with her she might like a movie a lot because she really liked an idea in it and maybe i thought that that movie didn't really execute that idea very well visually acting uh directing any of that so i say to her i could go and read an idea or a concept in a Wikipedia article. But a movie is a visual medium in which we, we see that idea. So I'm going to rate these movies based on those. And so, you know, sometimes I'll highlight that in eye candy. Sometimes I'll highlight that in originality. Sometimes I'll highlight that in actoring. So just to clarify a little bit, like, that's how I'm viewing these scores and also, these are just our personal scores. If you got something different, we'd actually love to hear it. Yeah, because we because we just did hear it, and yeah. and that was important to us. Yeah, and we got and we got great feedback from Layla's friends, awesome people, great listeners of the podcast, uh, Ava, Morgan, and Chloe. Thank you so much for letting us know how you feel and uh, letting us know that you love our podcast. Because nobody lets us know that except for Otto. Yeah, and Otto, Otto, <laughs> fucking love you and Aaron Lapping. Can't leave and Otto out. Clay, you're, you're a good man. Layla, let us know um, some things. I don't know. Just talk. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, just to piggyback off of all of that, like, I want to acknowledge, first of all, to you ladies that were just mentioned, absolutely love that you're engaging. Like, that's the whole point of all of this. We Like, feedback is so great, and it's good, and it helps the podcast itself grow, but it helps all three of us understand what our conversations are like for you guys. And the point is to address you guys, right? It's not just a conversation for us. We want you guys to enjoy it and, and feel like we're like we're hearing you. Um, so thank you for engaging on that level. Um, I think a big part of what was interesting about this last episode and a lot of your guys' feedback is it's nice to be reminded that it's important to 
address different perspectives because a lot of those perspectives specifically in film and in this industry have been left out for a very, very long time. And there's always just implicit bias around what we do like because of what we were taught to like and what we grew up with and all of the above. And it's so important to have those types of conversations in these types of episodes and to talk about what who these movies were made for and why they matter um, and why um, they might hit for women and not for men or why why that why that is. Um, so I I love that you guys checked in. I think it's important to discuss those biases and and I I can't wait to have more conversations like that on this podcast where we can dissect that type of stuff. So I really appreciate it. You guys are the best. I know that these boys really appreciated it as well. Um, And we've had, we, before we started this podcast, we sat and just talked about it for a really long time because it was just good stuff and it was helpful and it created a really cool conversation. So thank you, ladies. (laughs) Yeah, it was the best stuff. Um, And Layla, do you want to, we should clear up something from our last episode. Oh my God, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Something we didn't bring up. We did Easy A versus Juno last week. But we didn't talk about the Juno It was the talk of the town. Yeah. um, Yes. So thank you for reminding me. I, again, would have been remiss if I forgot to do this. I was about to forget. Again. Ridiculous. Uh, Yeah. Culver (laughs) Sounds here, bro. Uh, Ladera Heights. What is the Juno effect? It's a great question. Uh, So we did not address this in Legacy of Juno, and I feel remiss for not doing so because it was in my notes, and I had wanted to talk about this, and we did not. (laughs) I'll show you receipts. Um, It, yeah, it. um, Just show me the notes. I don't need your receipts. (laughs) It, uh. It was a controversy. It was a huge controversy when it came out. And I can't rem- I can't believe when you kept bringing up the Oscars that I didn't remember to say that so many women came forward and said, why is this nominated for an Oscar? This is an incredibly controversial film that completely minimizes the experience of a woman in pregnancy and the process of adoption. And it is incredibly problematic that a movie of this caliber that was so popular made it look like a 16-year-old getting pregnant is no big deal. So I want to make sure that it's addressed that that was not, that did not age well. It was not good in the moment. It was very controversial. It was at the same time as 16 and Pregnant. And there was a thing called the Juno effect, thanks for asking, Nick, where girls in certain areas of the United States started making pacts with their friends to all get pregnant together at 16 years old. It was a thing. Look it up. And And they attributed. (laughs) To be clear, and many people aren't saying this, that's not a good idea. Yeah. Hey, but what's not problematic, I mean, you mentioned 16 and pregnant. Bad show, but Teen Mom, great show, and and not problematic at all. No, not I'm really. kidding. <laughs> very, very much sarcasm. I I want that. <laughs> Please continue, Layla. No, I, I yeah. Anyways, I, that's, I wish we that's pretty much this. it. It just yeah. it it needed to be addressed because in the midst of a, a very great long conversation, it just got lost, and there is no conversation around Juno that does not that should not center around. At the end of the day, even if the writing is incredible and whatever, 
it creates an awful tone in society and it does not have a good impact and it's not, yeah. it should not be recognized in a positive and way. Yeah. yeah I, it is wild that we accidentally glossed. That. Yeah. And actually, um, <laughs> so you listeners feel a little feel more silly. reassured. Um, we fired our intern who was supposed to be <laughs> researching that. Um, Clive dude, you just Clive, we're going to throw you under the bus. What do you don't question it? Now it doesn't sound like we have an intern. Okay. Um, we don't anyways. have an intern because we fired him. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck you, Clyde. Hey, okay. Clyde. Hey, uh, hey, thank Clyde. you so much, Layla. That uh, letter of recommendation, it's not coming. Let's dude. get into this episode about the boys. Uh, now that we've cleared some stuff up, the boys, uh, we're the boys, the three of us. Uh, it, that's our new nickname. Uh, no, no, no. We're, we're going to talk about seven. The, we're going to talk about the hit seven. show on Amazon Prime featuring the Seven, a group of superheroes who uh, have their own brand, star in their own movies, yep. uh, and all work for a big company called Voss. Vought. And Vought. Boss is a company that makes <laughs> water, kind of water in a cylinder. <laughs> it's incredible water. It's incredible water. It's been on it's my mind. It's not incredible water. It's, it's been cylinder on my mind. water. It's just water in a cylinder. I love water that's in a cylinder. It's incredible. But yes, uh, this is a show about a group of superheroes who uh, star as their own. You know, uh, I would say like so, yeah. You know what? I, I, I'm not explaining this very well. You guys like go monetized on. superheroes, yeah. superheroes that are yeah. like the capitalist version of a superhero. Imagine like, if in Apple every possible way it's a, owned a bunch yeah. of superheroes and they, and made yeah. all the movies in the world, or like E Corp or something for Mr. Robot, yeah, or something like that. Or like, um, uh, it, it's honestly more like if if uh, oh, dude, what's that like umbrella company that owns a ton of the Umbrella Academy? Nope, <laughs> nope. Owns a bunch. Speaking of, of Ellen Parasol, Page. Parasol. No, 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 owns a bunch of media companies. There's like two companies that own. Most oh, Time Warner Cable. Time, yeah. Time Warner. Yeah, Time Warner. Yeah. It's like if Time Warner. Disney's bigger. In addition to owning most of the media that you intake, owns also superheroes. Owned a bunch and created. Of superheroes. And and since you guys have already heard the spoiler alert, they created these superheroes. They yeah. gave them this compound V that makes them uh, superific, uh, if you will. Gives um, the, but them as babies. the titular boys are a ragtag uh, group of fucking outlaws who want to put these superheroes in check because, spoiler alert, these superheroes are bad boys and bad girls. They um, are corrupt as fuck. And it is a wonderful show where we get into... Uh, like probably a more realistic situation where people who are given too much power might do some destructive they and abuse it. super Absolutely. awful things. There They're are some horrific things too in much the show. power. Yeah. But the purpose of this episode, we kind of want to break down season two, what we felt about it, um, and then compare it with season one and then compare it against itself and do some facing off games. So this won't be like our traditional episodes where we just break it down based on just these five specific categories. We're kind of just uh, having fun mixing and matching different things that we liked and didn't like about the show. Um, Layla, I think that you should start with this because you are a huge fan of this show. Um, I do love this What are show. your overall <laughs> pro-con thoughts of the show or the season. I, I I think it would be helpful to just talk about the season since uh, people that are listening to this, you know, season probably watch the show. Yeah, season two, gotcha. which just finished Specifically a few weeks Specifically season ago. two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I 
we'll premise this with I personally like season one more than I like season two. And I had some qualms with season two. Um, Overall, just love this show in general. And I think that it's a very needed television show. So no matter what, I adore this show. I should premise with that. But I do think that season two got slightly sloppy with character development. And that was really frustrating for me. Um, And I can speak to that. Should I speak to that more in depth right now? Is that what we're doing? Sure. Yeah. Do you mean, so I have a question though. Do you mean, yeah, you're probably going to get into this though. Character development across the board or certain. No, I mean, there, there are certain characters. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say everybody becomes stagnant, but like I did, I absolutely hated butcher's character in this season. And I don't think that's, I just think that they like, I think it was partially the timeline in which they tried to develop his character, how like the pacing of that and also just things that they did in his character that didn't feel right to me. Like it just, he spent, we spent an entire first season with him being utterly like, kind of like, like, like psychopath obsessed with like finding his wife because he believed she was still alive and would do anything literally anything on the planet to find this person murder like every illegal possible thing and then when he does finally find her in season two he just leaves her because she has a soup kit and gabe and i debated about this a lot yeah, no, i know i would actually like to discuss it on here yeah and it, it, maybe we should take a pause and why don't you kid, yeah. why don't you like jump in as to like what you feel about that situation and then i can go off of that sure and i i think you brought up like a great point when we first talked about this that it was like oh we get all like i would normally hate that in a movie that you you waste all this time with a character and his motivations or his motives in general and then you get to one little decision or one little thing that gets in the way and he's just like ah fuck it uh, I'm going to just abandon this kid. And I don't think like if you watch the whole season, it, it, it doesn't go that way. And I know when we had yes. this conversation, it was like maybe like three to four weeks before it had. He ended. hadn't saved the kid at the end. Yet. Right. So and like, and yeah. I think even at the end, it's still a little problematic because it's not necessarily like true that he saves the kid. He kind of passes off the kid, even though he's supposed to take yeah. care of it. But what I do want to say is it's not just that she has this soup kid. It, there's a lot of context There's that I context, think that they built yes, up sure. very, very well in the first season. Yes. And I think they built up in the second season. So there's a random tangent in the second season where his dad is introduced. And his this dad is, is this awful guy. Yeah. The pacing. The pacing. But his dad is introduced and it seems weird. It seems out of context. It's like, why are we doing this? It seems like a waste. But you you get to understand that he is a person who is, and this is a very relatable thing for a lot of people, that he doesn't want to become like his dad. His dad's very abusive. His dad doesn't care about him. His dad doesn't care about his family. He makes a lot of selfish decisions. So they, it seems at first like a random tangent that happens. But when you put it in the context of the season, you get into why he is so afraid to be the father to this kid. And not only that, this kid also embodies everything that, that he hates and everything he's motivated by. This kid is the symbol of his wife's rape. His wife, the, the reason why he can't even see his wife, the reason why he thought his wife was dead. This kid embodies everything about Homelander, like the person that he hates most, the most evil person in the fucking world. 
he like all of that adds up. And I do agree to a certain extent that it's like, wouldn't your love that we've been like, we've been told about for a season and a half, wouldn't your love kind of like overtake that? Wouldn't you like still want to be with her and run off with her? Yeah, sure. That's a good, that's a good question to ask. But I think there's so much context in that, that I actually love Billy Butcher's storyline in that season. And I actually understand why it's so difficult for him to be with that kid. And then you get to the end, the kid fucking kills the one thing that he loves. It's like, Billy Butcher is an angry person. I could fucking relate to that. (laughs) Like, I don't, it, it is crazy to me that he would be put in a situation where he has to take care of this kid. And like, that wasn't what he wanted, what he wanted earlier. Um, so that, that was kind of yeah, my, I know that's, and that's yeah. all fair enough. Like those, like that's important context to reflect on. And I know all of that. I do think in the moment when it happened, it just was like, fuck off. You wouldn't walk away from this. Like you've yeah. sacrificed everything at this point. Like it literally just felt like all of that's important. And maybe I think they should have addressed it in a different way. Like maybe sure. a conversation could have happened between him and her where he finally like really addressed the kid, but it just felt it just felt so wrong in the moment and I didn't love it. And to address why the dad stuff was important, put that in the first fucking season. I'm sorry. Like in the middle of like the most like ultimate episodes of the second season, you break up those moments with these like random moments between him and his parents. Devil's advocate very quickly. You don't know about the son until the end of the first season. And the the point of showing his father is to highlight like what he's scared well, about I with the son. Like he, he's 100%. afraid that he's going to fail the son and this son is going to turn into another Homelander. But I think you would have been able to understand that about his character like sure. it, going into the second season. And I think that like the first season was so much about developing all these individual people and who they are so that within the second season we could just exist within the storyline. And to randomly, within so much going on, break that up to give us, like, this, like, just kind of uneventful, like, information that just felt so out of place, I think that could have been, there could have been better pacing with that. I just totally. feel like it, it it took me out of the season a little bit. So that was one of my cons. <laughs> um, I do, like, I, I, I can't even explain to you how much I love... Kumiko and Frenchie's storyline like it is cool yeah I come to this show for it honestly at this point like when they're on screen together it feels palpable and beautiful and lovely and Frenchie is just such a like he just has such a like earnest genuine character and you feel that in every scene and you feel his affection for her and it's so subtle but like they've had such little true interaction, but you know he cares about her. Mm-hmm. And it's so real. It's so well acted. And the writing between them both is just electric for me. I just their their whole storyline. And then obviously I'll just I'll take I'll pass it off now. My I mean, obviously the pro I have to like deep is like deep's entire storyline in season two is just stupid amazing. <laughs> Oh, I and I've I, yeah, never I, laughed harder than that whole so like I think that Gabe whole arc. I think Gabe thinks it's amazing, stupid, not stupid, amazing. No, I I'll, <laughs> I'll talk about it. I I, I, I want to hear what <laughs> Nick thought about the season pros and cons. But I I did I the deeps deep is like one of my cons. That's foreshadowing. I mean, if I we're guess. talking about character development, I the thing <laughs> I keep coming back to is uh, this is a show 
that is run by Eric Kripke. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. He has pretty yeah. <laughs> pretty strong creative uh it's uh, Eric control. Kripke and uh Seth uh why am I blank? Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Right. Yeah. So I'm not incredibly familiar with Eric Kripke Eric Kripke's work outside of the show Supernatural, which Gabe just really dislikes, but I've watched the first few seasons of <laughs> I love Supernatural. I did a, f- See, I did a I few CW shows and then I was like, that's enough, right? You know? Like they're oh, pretty God, fucking it's such good corn. It's yeah. such good corn. Yeah, but fair. like that's I I I I allow that thing. At least what I understand about his thing from Eric Kripke's thing from from watching Supernatural is not exactly the <clears throat> best character development in the micro like in in a micro sense. In a macro sense, I trust him to eventually stretch all get of this out <laughs> to get to that point of like, okay, this is pretty sweet. I really like how all of this is gelling now. I think that this season seems very bridge-like to me. Yeah. Where, you know, they're obviously coming out of, of having a source material. They, they um, break from that source material significantly in a lot of aspects. But I can kind of see the... Um, the grand scheme of of what they're kind of going for here in creating this world and i think that that the critique of of butcher's character development and i could be wrong cuz you know, i don't know anything about season 3 besides jensen ackles is going to play yeah, he's going to play captain that's the guy Wait, from what? supernatural you don't know yeah. about this what about him i don't know he's this gonna play a there's like promo soldier boy stuff. which is uh um like like a spoof of he's Captain play, America. He's not playing Soldier Boy. He's playing Soldier Boy. <laughs> tell him, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, "I got a new dance for y'all." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's called the Soldier Boy. Tell him. Um, uh, wouldn't that be incredible though? That'd be a better joke. Than Soldier Boy. <clears throat> quote. Yeah. I've got a dance for y'all. It's called the Soldier Boy. Tell him. <laughs> yeah. End quote. Attributed to Jensen Ackles. Yeah, he's um, gonna be in it. Yeah, he's going to play a character called Soldier Boy, which is a, a, a spoof of Captain America. Uh, it is unclear whether that character is going to exist in the present or if they're going to start bouncing between timelines. Oh, please do that. I would I would love to. I, I just think that would be a cool idea. Do you guys like, some follow room. any of the comic stuff at all? No, like, I might start to read them I've, when I've, I have some time off. Never heard of comic. Um, I, I know nothing about it other than... Uh, um, there's there's a friend that does and season one apparently was like to a T mm-hmm. everything in the comics mm-hmm. like I like hear a that great it's even representation better. like it's that they the way that they put it on screen allows them to explore a lot of concepts a little bit better yeah for yeah. sure and then I heard that season two Which veered away a fair amount it, it from, did and I think that you can like Stormfront was a dude in the comic. Yeah, oh, I, I, I so. like Stormfront being a girl. I think so. There's yeah, there's 100%. quite a bit of uh, of gender change yeah. going on. Yeah. Where they changed like um, um, what's her name? Meredith in the first season is is a man and has no you know sort of sexual. Apparently relationship with that um, the scene where the ladies beat the living shit out of her, which we should spend a fair amount of time talking about yeah, at some point. I, um, I think that we was like, all dudes. 
We are going to talk about was, uh, the oh, finale dude. episode, I, which I think would be a good topic of conversation. Yeah, but, but, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> to, to kind of summarize what I, what I'm saying is, I can I can see what you're saying, Layla, and and I don't um, I I don't love the way that they developed Butcher's character. I think the way that they develop Homelander is brilliant. Yeah, I think brilliant. that Anthony 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 Star, yeah, or Anthony. Hey, Star? Yeah. Anthony. Put an H in your name. Yeah, fuck you. Your name's spelled wrong, man. Yeah, hey, who are you? Hey, uh, Mark Anthony? Hey, fix it. Yeah, dude. Um, I think that he's great. Yeah. There's literally nothing... I don't think there's anything you critique about what he's doing and what's happening with that character. I think there's very little you could critique with Huey. I don't think there's too much you can critique with... With with a character like like Starlight, I think there's more you could add into their relationship. Yeah, but I was about to say you guys didn't feel like they got a little stagnant this season. Uh, I I would say that they did to a certain degree. I I think that we should. This will be. I think we're all going to have very different top five characters, which is going to be like a fun little thing. Oh we yeah, do in a little for bit. sure. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like they got stagnant. I just think that ultimately what is, what seemed to me to be happening, if you think of it from like a showrunner standpoint is there is an element of like, we have a big picture here and we need to, in season one, we were sticking to the source material. We're not so sure if we're going to get picked up for more. Season two is we are definitely getting picked up for more we need to hit these major points so that people will keep watching and we need to kind of get this development going because this is our big picture later and i don't know what that is but if you when i like watch shows like the boys i'm always kind of thinking like because i just can't help it now to think like okay big picture wise this might be where they're going with this and that's eric kripke's jam yeah, okay. like his jam is not like I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a show that every season is gonna be fantastic and critically acclaimed. It's like I'm gonna make a show where every season we are building up these characters that people are going to fall in love with and keep loving more as we move on. And, yeah. and that's like that's definitely his 100%. thing with Supernatural. Yeah, yeah, no, I, so I agree. True. I so, um, true. so I just to. Keep the ball rolling before we uh, move on to a different segment. I, I don't want to. I actually don't want to say too many negative things about the show, so I'm actually gonna avoid that. I, I I really like the show. I have expressed to both of you guys that I don't think um, this show is amazing, but I think it's really good. And I felt at the end of season one, holy shit, the show has a lot of potential, and I was really excited to see where it went. I don't think that season two really got me to that level of excitement that I was expecting in, in terms of my optimism, but I don't think it hurt it. You know, I'm still at that level where I really enjoy what I'm watching. Uh, I like to, to a certain extent where it went and I'm excited to see where it goes and I'm okay with this season being a stepping stone, but we'll highlight in a second, um, you know, any issues with the finale or any great things about the finale. Cause I, I, am more negative about the finale than I am as a show as a whole, uh, as a whole, <laughs> I will say this, some positive things that I really, really like about this season in particular. Um, I don't like in other shows when, uh, and this happens in Mr. Robot, which is one of my favorite shows. I don't like when something is so close to our reality and then 
it, it, so the audience can kind <laughs> See, of gleam. You don't just not like this. You no, this is something I really hate. hate this. Yeah, no, this is something I really hate. <laughs> yeah. I think that you should give audiences a little bit more credit, especially when it's a prestigious show. So Mr. Robot, it is obviously a parallel to our reality. It's it. There's this evil corporation and blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden Obama shows up in it or some things show up that are from our reality. And I go, oh, fuck, wait a minute. You're smacking me in the face telling me that this is my world that you're talking about. These are no longer hypotheticals. These are no longer, you know, uh, fantasies of this world. I'm no, I, I don't have to compare anymore. You're just doing it for me. I hate that. And one thing I love about the boys they don't do that. It's not set in our reality, but it's believable and it's comparable to our reality. And I and I really love so that. So you didn't feel like – and this is – it's funny because this is on my list, but we don't have to go into it too much. But you didn't feel like the, the very close parallel of what's happening in our society right now with like – I liked it. The division. You thought it was like a good comparison. So normally I would I, – and that's a fair question because normally I'd be like, dude, fuck them for doing this because I can't even handle this in my own reality. <laughs> in, like, in our reality. We've yeah. had a very stressful year. I don't want to like learn about it more in a superhero show that I'm watching to turn my brain off. But I don't think the show is something that you need to necessarily turn your brain off. And I, and I love that they don't treat you like an idiot with that. So yeah. in the end, they tie it all together really well to show our world. So it's like it's how people can profit and gain power through division, which is something that we've learned for the past four years. And, you know, for the f- three of us specifically, like we have really we've been very frustrated by that. But I, I really like what they do with uh, Congresswoman Newman, um, how she's like an AOC character. Like, I really like mm-hmm. like an evil AOC character, not even before they even get to like the twist at the end. Like they they're. It is a caricature of her, essentially. But oh, it, it's 100%. cool. But I think the way that they do it, it's like <laughs> so, at least they oh didn't gosh, make it. That's what they were going for. But but at least they. <laughs> yeah. But at least they weren't like telling us that's AOC or something. Like they also nail how social media works and how. And this is like I don't want to get fully political on this, but I do feel like there are right wing trolls that are so good at using little instances to fuck with everyone else. And they're so much better well, like at it. Memes, right? Yeah, exactly. Like she and literally has a whole education with Homelander it, about memes and incredible the sequence. I honestly thought that part was so good because I was like, Oh fuck. They're really like putting this in such a fun way, even mm-hmm. though it's so frustrating that we have to live through that. <laughs> they're so good at it. And they explain why she's so good at it. Why these kind of divisive things get more likes, why they get spread. Um, and finally, I, I really like about this season in particular, like I, I like how I thought Queen Maeve was a really useless character for the show. And I like what they yeah, do they with her in the end. They fucking use yeah. her so well in the end. And I appreciated that. So with that being said, I'd like to move on to um, talking about how you guys felt about the finale um, versus where you thought the season was was going to go and whether you were satisfied with it and uh Anything like that. I have some qualms with it, but I'll, I'll let you guys I mean, my this. only issues with the fa- – because, I, I mean, out of the three of us, I think I – well, I don't actually know what you think about it, Layla, the finale. <laughs> Layla was kind of like not first? happy with the season as it was going, like a, a, in our 
texting conversation, she would be like, "Yeah, I was pissed. She was, I was pissed about happy. it." And then she got to the finale, fucking loved it, and I was like, I was "Wow, I'm like the exact opposite because I love <laughs> the season and I didn't like." Okay, the so actually, I might be right in the middle. I <clears throat> don't hate the finale at all. I like the season. I like the show. I don't love the show. I love certain parts of it, and I think the finale. Um, again is it walks, it walks a nice line between fun and pragmatic. Yeah. I think that's super fair. Yeah. And, and, and my biggest issues with it are just sort of like nitpicky logistical things like, Oh God, how did he laser off only her limbs? How? <laughs> well, how did he kill? How did he kill his mom? How did he not? But like how, but Why was aside she bleeding? from that, if he, if he did hit her, why was her head not fully severed off as opposed to just so, like a sure, nick yeah. on her Oh, yeah, neck? right. So sure. my issue with this and Is Gabe, he stronger than Homelander with his eye <laughs> fucking Maybe lasers? he's just got yeah. really tight lasers. Fuck that kid, dude. I think he just has more <laughs> less control over it. Oh, okay. Like I think Homelander See, has control has as to like control, how intense How it is. did he only laser off her limbs? It's just her limbs. Yeah. Is her is, trunk it, more strong than her limbs? Why is it? I guess they just wanted to make it look dramatic, but make it so that she was laying there still half alive. It's very Anakin Skywalkery. <laughs> I have yeah, a question. Totally. <laughs> I have a question. Since we're talking about the kid in that moment, did Billy renege on his promise to protect the kid by just giving him off to the FBI? I think he trusts. Uh, no, I think he's FBI actually way. doing the best thing that he possibly instead could of just do fucking the shooting kid. the kid, which he was like prepared well, to do. Maybe he's First making, all, he, like, an actual superhero out of him rather than, like... Like a good... Yeah. I just think he really genuinely believes that he would not be good for this kid. Right. And he's actually Which being is, kind yeah. of sacrificing in the sense of, like, instead of keeping him, he's like, I'm going to give you a better life than what I could give you because I can't give you a good life. And ultimately, ah, he does like in a the moment... I wish there was, like, a little dialogue moment with that, to be <laughs> honest. Like, I, I think that's yeah. fair. And I think that, like, as I just said, like... You shouldn't have to tell the audience everything. But with something like that, I'm like, I was I already skeptical like what, of him. So like, how can... But I feel like you know. what you what you said before, which was a great point, actually proves like what I'm saying right now. Like, I think that that whole thing with the, the dad that you're talking about really pushed us understanding why he'd be like, I can't take you. Someone else. Sure. Sure. I, yeah. yeah. It's a great counterpoint to that. Um, yeah. I just wanted to ask that. That was like one of my cons, but keep going, Nick. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, I, uh, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, that was it. I don't really have any big critiques of the, oh. the finale. I think that my, my, like I said, my critiques and, and like you and I have talked about this, they're just really nitpicky. Yeah. How did he only get rid of her limbs? And is <laughs> Is Congresswoman Newman's power? Oh, dude, thank. Does you. she not like? Does, does she? How does only, it work? How does it work? How does, do her does eyes, eyes only glaze over back. when she's far away? Um, because in the scene where everyone is in the hearing and heads are fucking exploding, which is her doing that. Why are her? Why when it sh- uh, it edits to her? Did her eyes not glaze over? Why did she look like she was just another yeah. startled observer? Is it observer? a proximity thing? Like she I can just, only yeah. she has to focus really hard. It felt like an annotation away. that they were like, "Oh, we actually didn't know who had done this head exploding." So let's do it in a cutscene afterwards. But again, I just think about Supernatural, and I'm like, you know, there's a lot of like dumb stuff you just kind of gloss over because accept. because 
like Dean is really cool and the car is really tight. I, I think this is a good question. True should that. we be viewing it? So <laughs> you just for me, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is whatever. a difficult thing for me. How should I, and, and this, this goes into what we were talking about at the start of this podcast. Like, how should I be viewing this show? Because I want to be really critical because I actually think it's a big budget prestigious show and has potential to be one of the better shows on TV. But like, there are things that bring it down. So it's like, am I being too critical? Is this show actually more entertaining? Uh, I think Should like, I treat it like I Aquaman? Think this is, I think this is like high <laughs> no, tier. No, you shouldn't treat Sorry. No, you should not treat it like, like Aquaman. Aquaman is, is an example. It's a heaping pile of dog Should I treat it like a DC movie where I'm like, ah, I'll turn my brain off? No. So or should the way I, treat it like I look at this TV show is, so like we have like premiere TV, right? Which is like our favorite like HBO shows that we talk about all the time or The Crown or whatever. The Crown all that stuff. Yes, 100%. I look at this as like the premiere version of entertaining TV. Like I don't think this is premiere TV. I just think this is like top tier entertainment. Like this is as good as just plain entertainment gets. Like this is just... I, I would agree the best with that. Of the best. You know what? You but know should what? we be critical of like little things? Should we just ex- like I don't want to treat it like it's like a CW what little show. things though? Like the thing, like what yeah. Nick was bringing up. Like I have a couple critiques about the finale as well. well I think like, that's just fun stuff to like be critical about, but right. I don't think that's like a literal criticism of the show. I think saying no. that maybe the way that they wrote some of the things in the character development is a legit criticism of the show, but like. Yeah, I I easily had the exact same thought when I was watching it where I was like, how did the mom's head not get severed off? Like, that makes zero sense. Why did she get a cut on her neck? I got another question. Why does Homelander, like, knowing Homelander, why does he just walk away when Maeve shows him that video? Why didn't he, like, laser off that video, laser the phone in her hand? Why didn't he just kill them, like... Knowing his anger and the fact that he just killed a bunch of fucking, like, federal agents in a house literally, like, five minutes before, he just walks away and then we just get him jerking off over a building at the very end. Like, I know that was a funny scene, but I'm like, in the context, like, would he have literally just walked away? And been okay. I think she just doesn't believe that she would ever release it, to be perfectly honest. So then why would he walk away? Why wouldn't he just kill her? I think he does. Oh, I I think Homeland. I, think, I don't know. I kind of think that Homelander has affection towards certain people. I don't think he's Yeah, that and that simple. he couldn't do it to Maeve. But why couldn't he just, like, laser away her phone or be like, hey, you wouldn't fucking do this? because well, of the and actually, cloud, dude. Why doesn't he just kill... Why doesn't <laughs> he kill Google Drive, Why bro. doesn't he kill Billy Butcher in that moment? Why doesn't he kill anyone in that... Like, I just don't... I just don't think he would just walk away. And I just... And that's fine. Like, maybe they're going to establish that afterwards. I just, that but was he's my also very, of that He is very conscious <laughs> of, um, like, public opinion. And yeah, he cares almost, like, too an much. an idiot. Right? Yeah. He's not an idiot. Like, he's he is strategic in what he does. And, like, attacking Maeve isn't a smart thing to do. And, like, she's a, she's a pawn in what he does. So, like, he has to be conscious of that. So I literally think he was just like, God damn it, Maeve, and was like, I'm fucking walking away And you can you, also I'm going to deal with you later. <laughs> yeah, and you can probably assume that he's got what... He's got what he's learned from Stormfront in the back of his mind at all times now, which is yeah. which is like, I need to be playing the long. This is game. a longer game. Yeah, yeah. There, that is a great explanation. That actually I, really is. Helpful. I also, to answer your question, I think that with this show, knowing 
who it's coming from, knowing the source material, knowing the types of actors that they're picking. Yeah, that's the right I mean, contest, Jensen yeah. Ackles is not the best actor. But I just he feel like Seth Rogen and Evan Goldenberg like, really would Supernatural, care about and like that. that's pretty much it. He's going to be Dean from Supernatural, but with a superhero costume on. And it's going to be great because he's good at that. And you can kind of expect no, a certain actually, level of corn, a certain level of campiness. No, but you know what I think is that's great? That's going to happen going forward. But what I think is great about the show, and I think that they're going to do with Jensen Ackles, is that they're, he, like they did with Chase Crawford um, as The Deep, I think he's going to make fun of what he had done in yes. The Supernatural. Totally. And, I, and that's where I'm like, that's where it makes it tough for me. Because it's like, you are as a show critiquing these kind of corny shows, but at times you could be corny. And I'm like, I like I'm caught in this like disconnect where it's like, are you highbrow or are you? I I think it's, I think it's, you have to remember that even if there's like a comedic aspect to it, it's not like a a malicious like critique. Like they're not being mean. I think they're just saying, let's point out the funny things that we do in these TV shows and enjoy them. Like, I don't think they're trying to, I, I genuinely don't think they're trying to be like, look at how fucking dumb this shit was. I think they're literally like, this was a funny thing that we all picked up on that was hilarious about this TV show, and every TV show is going to have it. And they're just trying to find enjoyment in that. And, and I, I think, think that they're doing that with everything, and they're going to keep doing that in the show with, with everything. It's a the reason it's that, a satire. Yeah, yeah. the reason like I really love the so show many is different it's a things. satire of it's a satire of the actual world we live in, the yes. Marvel universe that we live in. Shitty TV uh, shows, like two or three <laughs> times, America, like two or three that, times yeah. a year for Tech about three America. hours, as long as there's not a pandemic. We're living in the Marvel universe do... inside of a movie theater. We're doing the same thing with. <laughs> Dude, you know, seriously. TV shows all the time. It's just a self, it's going to be self-referential. It's going to be referential of the world that we're living in. It's going to be satirical and it's going to miss its mark like, like 20, no, like, like 15 But it like very much leads, yeah. it also like leads into the whole point of it, which is right. just great. And I think that's but, it's entertaining. Yeah. I do, before we lose sight of this, Layla, let's talk about that moment. And you know what <laughs> moment I'm talking about. Something Ooh, you got so excited about that I rewatched a scary amount of times after seeing the season. Finale. So explain what happens in the moment. Okay, so there's this dumb bitch of a character that they introduced this season. Named I think Stormfront she's a great that... character. Like annoying, <laughs> so but G- good. Gabe and I, like, yeah, she's like Gabe and I had a lot of conversations about her, and I will fully admit to the fact that like she's a she's a very well written villain, a very very well written villain that. You purposefully are supposed We're talking about to Storm absolutely Front. abhor. Yes, Stormfront. <laughs> um, she's awful, and I fucking hate her, and it's painful to watch, and that's probably directly related to a lot of the divisiveness that's happening in our country right now, and it's a little bit too real. Um, but she's awful. She's fucking awful. And in the season finale, there is a scene where she's kind of beating the shit out of the boys, our crew that we love, and she's just dominating them. And then Maeve shows up like a fucking badass and starts beating the shit out of her. And then finally, Kamiko gains her courage and Starlight and all these fucking badass ladies literally beat the living shit out of this human being. And it is 
the most satisfying moment I've ever had on every, any TV show ever. Did you feel... I was on the couch jumping up and down screaming. I shit you not. I was so excited. Did you feel... I actually just thought about this the other day because I just rewatched this movie. Did you feel like that was... Because it, it felt right. It didn't feel forced. It felt fucking awesome when it happened. I felt like it was almost a commentary on the moment. It, it happens in Infinity War as well. But the moment in Endgame where they only, like, during the last battle, they only when have Witch all, no, it's, and, it's literally oh. only all of the uh, female characters in Marvel all grouped together and like, we got you, kid, with Spider-Man. Yeah, you and, mean and it's like Infinity War, right? No, yeah, but Infinity yeah. War, Infinity War works because they're, they were talking together. It's uh, Okoye, uh, Scarlet Witch. And oh, Black oh, Widow. I'm, I'm sorry. And You're she's right. like, it's she's not alone. But in Endgame, it's like it's, yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow shows up, the Wasp shows up, Captain Marvel shows up. Scarlet, if they just choose only the women and they all at the same time go to the same point to help Spider Man, and it is such a like. As it a, just doesn't make sense because it's, it's not just, like the guys in that situation would not have also jumped right, in to be like, like just we've got in, you. Throw like, in like just, one or it, two guys because they're all in the yeah. same <laughs> battlefield. But they, it felt with that, it's like I, I – and I could appreciate that like that might have been a powerful moment for like a young girl to see that in Endgame. But at the same time, it felt like if you were like an ad, adult woman, <laughs> you might be like, oh – Dude, like we didn't need that. Like we just it's, wanted you guys to appreciate us. It's, like, the, the, uh, it's really I think right? the issue yeah, the issue ahead. with that scene though is none of them have their own stand stand uh, standalone movie and none of them are until even, like right before n- you get one. None of them yeah. are featured. No, she's still not even it's Captain like, Marvel is right before. Okay, Captain yeah. Marvel, but that one's like the worst That's one. That's what I'm saying, one. They gave one movie. <laughs> That's like one of the I'm worst helping, ones. I'm helping no, you. No, no, no. And then and then uh and the only other one that have, that that appears in a title is and wasp. the wasp yeah no but and so the, I, my whole point was i felt like it was awesome what what the boys so did like, oh, felt yeah. like a commentary where it was like hey like that was stupid this makes sense in context this is also way cooler of a scene cuz they were being what the shit out of stormfront that i like objectively completely agree with you a hundred percent yes it is a it is a commentary on it it is a way more effective moment a hundred percent like you you feel the energy and you're about it i will say even if like despite my better nature like i very much was excited in the marvel moment as well like i think I, i think simply because Unfortunately, we don't see those kinds of moments Mm -hmm. and there were not any standalone films, even a moment as small as that. And I think it just stems more from the bigger picture of like being a woman in society and knowing that like a little kid seeing that is going to be like so excited about that. And that's cool. So like bigger picture, really cool. But yes, if we're just talking about like like cinematically and how in story writing you can make women powerful. Fuck yeah. The boys does an inherently better job of that. And like. No, it's also that's a good point about a commentary. Endgame as well. Yeah, it's just more realistic about it because yeah. that, that's like what the boy, which is but it, I, I, it's not realistic. They all have superpowers, but it's just more realistic about about like how like what the commentary could yeah. could be about a moment. Yeah, like, I just I didn't mean to take away from that moment in Endgame is and still you're not, cool. You're I'm, not. Just I'm just like, saying yeah. no, and you're not. I'm just saying that I yeah. completely agree with you. Yeah. It's a dumbass fucking moment, but yeah. like it's so sad that even that dumb of a moment like stirred things inside of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's how little um it's but just, like yeah. I it's it's fans. That yeah. 
Uh, and like that, and I do love another thing to acknowledge is that like I do love that in that moment, despite the fact that all of the women in that sequence are like entirely flawed and different and don't even really want to band together necessarily just come together to be like, we need to destroy this one dumb bitch. Like she needs to, we need to stop this. Like this is dumb. Like Maeve has no space with these people. Doesn't really care about these people is like dealing with exponentially large shit in her own life. But she's like, oh, I got to fucking do this. Cause it's just like, uh, yeah, and I love I like that. It brings all that. these women together for That's like this higher that. purpose, which is really cool. Yeah. What so all right so quickly, second season versus first season. Which did you like more? First, so first, first for Layla. What about you, Nick? Kind of equal. No, I mean the first season I think is a better season of TV. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I would say first. Now I don't think I if I had not rewatched the last episode of the first season and the first episode before watching this season, I might have said this season was better. Because I just had high hopes of where it was going to go, but I, I think the first season was better. Um, Change my I answer. think it has third a- season. Yeah, th- I mean, third season could be really. Hoping. I think this like we should talk about this at the end. Let's do very quickly. What are your top five favorite characters? And if you want to do honorable mentions, that's fine. Um, you know, there's certain ones. But Layla, let's start with you. What are your top five? Uh, Homelander, Frenchie, Kamiko, Deep, and Butcher, but first season only. I'm just kidding. Butcher. Oh, first season one only? Okay. <laughs> what about you, Nick? Uh, Homelander, Huey, Starlight, Deep. Hmm. And I couldn't... Uh, Frenchie. I thought I was going to be, like, way off from you guys. So I did Homelander, The Deep. But I, I do want to say – I didn't say this earlier. Sorry. Um, I like the deep in both seasons. I think Chase Crawford does an incredible job. I kind of felt like there were moments in the second season where I was like, I, f- I wish that you were doing more with him, doing more of his comedy because his comedy in the show is my favorite comedy. <laughs> I think the shit Patton with his Oswald. gills in the first season, Patton Oswalt, like the fucking scene with him with the fish <laughs> in the uh, – the dolphin? Uh, yeah, no, no, no. The dolphin's great, but okay. when he's at the uh, supermarket and there's the fish, he's like, "Hey, oh what's my up, man? god!" Uh, like, I think he's incredible. I felt like they fell off a little bit with him in the second season, but I. I'm it, sorry, but the whale scene in the second oh, season, so like, funny. I just, I just can't. how proud he is. Like, his comedy oh. is my favorite. So I did Homelander, The Deep, Billy Butcher. I think Billy Butcher is like the. Um, I think he's the emotional like. Even yeah. though uh, the moral compass is Huey, I think Billy Butcher is like the emotional. I think like, that I think that spectrum. their relationship is the emotional. Sure, uh, if you want to combine that, I, I'm fine with that. Uh, Starlight number four, I think Starlight's an awesome, really, really cool character. I want to know more about this from both of you because I don't actually love her that much, so uh, I would love to talk her more inner. About that. I wouldn't have said that until you get her interplay with Billy Butcher, and I think she's yeah. like really comes out in season two. Mm, My last one is a tie. Uh, I actually originally had Meredith from season one, uh, Elizabeth Shue's character, because I thought she was like a really good villain, but I instead replaced her yeah, with Frenchie, who I th- I love, and I'm glad that you brought this up. I really love that they expand that character in this one. Like yeah. they killed it and it's tied with black noir because 
Oh my God, Black Noir. Black Noir. The comedy, so like the two co- comedic parts, like Homelander's amazing for everything, but the two comedic things that really get me every single time is any little thing with the deeps insecurities and then any <laughs> moment with Black Noir is just amazing comedy and you know it's Seth Rogen and Evan Goldenberg <laughs> yeah, with that. Just, but the scene when they like reveal that mime. he's so scary but he never says anything and then when they reveal that compound V was put into everyone and they just cut to him in the hallway and he's just crying is just incredible. It's like great comedy. It's a scary mime. So, um, it's great. Yeah. I, uh, we could talk about where the show should go. Um, do you want to explain like to, you were just asking about starlight. Um, yeah, I guess I just want to know, like, I think she's, I think I love, I want to clarify, like, they've created amazing characters in this show. So it's kind of hard for me to pick three to five, but like, she's just not something that I feel is remarkable as far as like, there are some scenes where I'm just like, honestly a little bit, like I don't really care. And I don't know why that is. And I haven't really been able to pinpoint how I feel about her. And maybe if you guys tell me what you love about her, then I would understand. I love that she is like the only real, like I think that you needed one real hero out of the compound. Yeah, one person who actually cares for sure. Because I don't think A-Train is like a bad, like A-Train is not a good character in general. Like I just don't think- He's just trying to survive. Right, but I don't think think he's like a bad person. So he's like kind of like fluctuating there. But I think you needed one that, and and, you know, they have kind of fucked this up a little, not- fucked up in a bad way but they've kind of messed with her moral compass with her accidentally killing that guy but like in this one in the carjacking scene yeah like that was really cool that they did that but i really like that there's one superhero to root for um and i think she's like a strong character i think that the performance is really great i wish i'd remembered her name Aaron moriarty yeah Aaron moriarty i think she's awesome i like the chemistry with her and jack quaid uh huey yeah um and i i love when she just like she just gets moments to be less like i'm a goody goody girl from the south like from a farm and you get her interactions with billy butcher like i think they just yeah. wrote her character yeah really i think well. that no, she, i think that cool. yeah i would agree i think that her character the reason that i th- would put i put her on my top 5 list is i think that she you need to have a you need to have a superhero to root for i think that she is the most straightforwardly and and best developed character just in a straightforward sense it, very uncomplicated in the show like yeah. she's just yeah no that's fair you you that's you know fair. who she is you know where she's coming from you can see what the conflicts are for her now and and, and her developments really and her developments makes yeah, sense exactly she's <laughs> just like trying to seize the opportunity but at the same time in the season as we learn about all of these other superheroes you, you and and this might be something you know to bridge into the next conversation that i think the next the next season should should look at is there's going to be an army of superheroes and yeah. she's not the strongest superhero. She probably shouldn't be in the seven. No. I don't no. even understand her that. powers fully, to be honest. But she absorbs energy from but light. Is she also but if there's no strong, energy, she's not good. But she's also ultra strong because she's gotten like thrown into like columns and stuff. She and is. I think they all are. Oh, okay. 
I think yeah, they're just, just enhanced in general. Yeah, I think yeah. that in yeah. general they but all think, have superhuman strength what's, and endurance. What's interesting about what you guys just said, which is all very, very true, I think I just personally kind of put all of those feelings of like the one superhero or strong person that had like this strong good tendency into Kamiko because I just love her. Yeah, that's another that's one. I think that's overlooked so much. for me. Like, I'm glad that you said that. Yeah, because like she. She is. We forget that she's a soup, I think, a lot of the time. I do when I'm watching it. And then she does something and I'm like, holy fucking shit. And then, like, she she just has such a good heart and she sticks with the seven the whole time. And I think I just, like, I like that that's separate from the seven because the seven gets to be a lot sometimes. So, like, having this superhero who's completely separate from that and we get to see someone develop with their powers outside of that world is pretty cool. Yeah. And... I think I mean, maybe I also never like gave Starlight a lot enough of people. Time. So like her moral compass. No, she's is not a like she's blind. her moral yeah. compass isn't perfect yeah. by any means, but she has good intentions. Sure. And she was yeah. just brought up under awfulness. But um, I'd love. To I think see I almost just didn't give more. Right? Which I think yeah. hopefully they will. I mean, they did a good amount this season, which I was impressed by with her brother mm-hmm. and that whole storyline and her why she's mute and um, you understand her a lot more. And I was like so excited and ready for her to kill Stormfront after she saw. Um, I know. I kind of like just yeah. the whole season. I was like, she's going to murder her. She's going to murder her. She's going to do it. <laughs> where, where do you think the show should go? Or like, what are things that you're excited to see next season? Um, it could be like quick things if you want them. Is to big just, wiener you know. guy dead. Wait, who's big wiener guy? His, his superhero oh, name is fuck, like, his dude. I forgot about name the in the comic part. book is, uh, is love sausage. I could, Oh my god, that's hilarious! That's the guy who like strangles uh, mother's milk. He's just got a big stretchy big weenie. Dick. Yeah, that was hilarious. Forgot about that. Go ahead, Layla. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. I don't. Honestly, I I was thinking a lot about this question. I I still want to know what happened to the individuals that escaped the asylum place. Like we just kind of didn't address that, and I'm sure it will be at some point because there was also a girl who could blow up heads in the asylum, mm-hmm. similar mm-hmm. to the. Uh, Congresswoman? I think she's a Congresswoman. Congresswoman Um, uh, Newman, yeah. Yeah. So it, like, slightly frustrated me because every episode that happened, I kept thinking they were going to come into the picture because, like, that was such a big part. And I know that that was, like, just building more for later. But, like, I kept thinking that was going to come back in because they were so scared of that one person. Um, So, obviously, I would like to know what happened there. Uh... And then they really built that, like, we're going to go into, like, how this is going to affect politics and this woman and all of that. So I'm sure it's going to go into that. I kind of have no idea where this show can go at this point because <laughs> I feel like they did a lot with this season. And I wasn't really sure where they were going to go with with this season. I thought, like, it was about, like, we still have Homelander and I don't know what that means. Like, a part of me kind of almost wants there to be a greater evil that forces the boys and Homelander to work together, which would be kind of hilarious Whoa, and fun. I didn't even think about that. That's great. Ooh. But I don't think that'll happen, but that would be really cool if they did cuz that would just be an insane dynamic to watch yeah. Butcher yeah, I, and Homelander it, and Huey have to work together. I, I don't know what to think of like the addition of and it's crazy that you didn't know that this was a thing, Layla, that <laughs> Jensen, the addition of yeah. Jensen Ackles is so Yeah, I'm actually incredibly like, surprised I, I really want to know Soldier Boy tell. I really want to know how they're going to tell him. I just want yeah. to know how they're going to tell him. Um, I want to know if he's going to be in the past. Yeah. Because then if – because cool. they have established that 
you know, these superheroes live longer than maybe we thought they did, that there's a long history, uh, like we, we know that Vought is a Nazi, Vought was a Nazi, and somehow managed to create a company that is now an American enterprise, and people have now just like learned... the American ad- ...have just yeah. learned that it is because it is stemming from Nazis... So like how do the how does America in you know the boys version of America be like but that's all but they're all Nazis. Yeah. Are they just going to be cool with it? Is it going to harken to the past where is Soldier Boy uh, you know formerly oh. an enemy of Nazis? I feel like is it's going to be alive. I just, be interesting. I really don't no, know where I mean, it's going to be. I think playing off of that, I feel like it's possible that they're going to have to do like a rebranding of Vought, which like so many companies right. in this day and age have had to like rebrand oh, themselves because so of like soldier controversy. And like More they Giancarlo like, Esposito doing that. That'd be dope. He's he's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, I kind of think, I didn't even think about this until you mentioned what you did, but I could easily see them being like, Vought has been completely like revamped and we've replaced all of our heads and like it's new people and we're starting over and we're starting fresh and they bring in a new face that's like supposed to be the Captain America of this show that's like pure and wants to create change and then that becomes a conflict for Homelander because he has this competition um, and that would be fun to watch him have to compete with some kind of character but uh, that could be cool. Yeah, yeah that would be really interesting. I actually normally don't speculate where a show should go because I just want to be genuinely surprised. Like I hate reading too much into what's going to happen in the next season. Yeah, fair enough. There are some shows like Better Call Saul is about to finish and it's a prequel to Breaking Bad. So I'm like, there's some stuff you got to clear up, guys. Do this in this <laughs> next season. So I want to see that. With the boys, I just like, I would like to see them. Exp- I, I Well, I personally wanted them to explore this whole like, um, in quote Scientologist uh, storyline but unfortunately they and this was one of my qualms with the uh, finale that I didn't talk about they like have this big bad who's the head of that like church organization and they fucking kill him off in a cutscene in the end credits and I'm kind of bothered by that because I just really had an expectation of like it was going to be him and Giancarlo Esposito really like battling it out and like maybe they'll like replace him with another awful character and continue that on. Totally, they did that obviously with what's her name, right? Like the head of yeah, they had uh, the doppelganger like take over, which we didn't even mention. Hilarious! All the scenes with. Um, Homelander and Doppelganger are like fucking incredible and so unpleasant at the same time. So great. Uh, yeah. Maybe, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of... the Deep becomes the head of, of the... Well, the Deep just got fucked over, so that would be kind of hilarious because he has to stick with them and he didn't get back into the Seven. I would love for them to just more the Deep next season, more like slightly letting us know who Black Noir is or like a little bit more about his character, <laughs> but, not still, e- but not ever revealing who he functioning. is. Yeah, um, I do want to say I I really I don't want Stormfront to be this one season villain. So I'm kind of glad that there's a chance that she is still I hope she's just a, functioning, and they might like turn her into an android or something. I hope she's like, just a, I hope she's just a German babbling one-eyed cyborg. In the next that, I mean, that's fine, but I just she is too powerful and so e- like she is so evil 
that I can't accept it just being a one season thing, as annoying as she is. I just can't accept it because I just think this show deserves something as evil as that to continue. And I don't want it to feel like a Ronan the Accuser, like, you know, like a really good villain that only gets to survive one. You don't feel that way? Like, I feel like they have that with Homelander. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm not I do. Worried about Maybe her. everything that she taught Homelander and everything that they did together just carries over with Homelander. I'm fine with that too. Yeah. I just. I do think, like, if you if you introduce a character as evil as she is, like, I would want it to be more than that. But I, that's a good point. I never had thought about the Homelander thing. I'm excited to see what they do with the next season. Uh, yeah. I do also recommend – oh, you, you have a final point? I was just going to say, and this kind of ties into a point that I wanted to say about one verse two. But, like, I'm honestly kind of nervous about season three. And, like, I hope it surprises me in a positive way. But, like – Season one, the reason I loved season one of this show so much is because it just blew my mind. I didn't expect it at all. It was so much shock value. The gore in this show just kind of comes out of nowhere in the first season. And you're just like, what? This is happening right now? This is incredible. They did it with the Congress uh, session in this one. The hearing. <laughs> that was like the first time no, where I was like, sure. oh my God, holy shit, I forgot how violent. And that and that was like by the end yeah, of the season, right. Yeah. right? Like you were waiting for so long for some huge moment to happen. And I feel like the first season, every episode, something nuts was happening. Yeah. Like it was just coming, coming, coming. So like, and don't get me wrong, the second season was like engaging and I do very much, I'm attached to these characters, so I will continue to watch. But it was a point that I had written for the season one versus season two category, but like, Season one is just an incredible season of TV for me because it really is just one of a kind. Yeah, like, it was shocking. It was entertaining. It was different. The concept was different. And I just, I hope they can carry this out really well. But I do worry that each se- season, my adoration is going to slowly diminish a little bit. Sure. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I I mean, <laughs> I, I would like to see where it goes. And I, I agree. When season one came out, though, I didn't react as strongly. Like I, I felt like it was like when Deadpool came out, like it was just like much needed yeah. uh, commentary and comedy for like this fatigue that we have with comic book movies. Hundreds. Um, I yeah. do recommend I, I, I normally end episodes with recommendations. I do really recommend that people watch Watchmen. Um the HBO show. Oh my God. I, I think I think you should watch the movie or read the graphic novel or just read no, what the story is before no. watching the show. No, you should I, I think you'll be the okay. Novel. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't oh. need to watch the movie. No, you don't need to watch the movie. I think if you don't want to, if you don't have the time, I guess because some people just don't read things. Like you could watch the movie to get the concept and everything and get what happened in the past. Or just read it on Wikipedia or something. Just look it up. Yeah, I was just about but to say, I, if you're like, you got no time, at least read the Wikipedia Exactly, because I, I really, the like, show. the show is incredible, yeah. and I think it is even better when you know what came before it, because there are references to oh, what came, and everything that happens in the show, everything that happens in the show exists in the world that the, the comic book exists in. Yeah, and the show does this thing where it 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 just jumps into storylines and it won't explain that and to you, fr- and that's yeah. fine because it is a world, right? Like it's a very built yeah. world that most people. But understand, if it's like frustrating like, to you, like there there are some people that might be like, "Oh, dude, fuck this show for yeah. not explaining this." You might want to yeah. read it, and before. like, why yeah. don't I know this? Because it takes a really, really, really long time for them to fully Absolutely. like 
like you don't really fully encompass the world or what's happening until the end. So if you're someone who will be pissed off by that, read the Wikipedia page. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. Uh, yes. Watch Watchmen. It's important. I, I think it's also just important. <laughs> who watches uh, the Watchmen? Yeah. Everyone. You guys should. Everyone should. Hey, guys, thank you for this lovely uh, bonus episode. We're going to do more of this with e- uh, like really popular shows. Maybe we'll do it with The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Uh, when that ends Ooh, after this season, because that's a good one. The three of us got qualms, yo. Uh, yeah, even though we the do. <laughs> you do. We've talked. I have one qualm. You have multiple. Uh, yeah, Amy Sedaris. Okay, well, I have. Yeah, okay, I have Layla. Me and you, we do the episode. Nick, I do. You shut up in the corner. Hey guys, thank <laughs> you so much. Hey, hey guys, those. hey guys, thank you so much. Uh, and uh, we hope that you listen to our Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark versus National Treasure episode this week. Layla, we can't wait for the next episode so with you. Uh, any send offs? Fuck remember? Fresca. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Fresca. Fuck Fresca. I love Fresca, by the Fuck way. Hey, Fresca. to clarify, I love Fresca. <laughs> All right. Do you love Voss? <laughs> Voss. I do love Voss. <laughs>